better call Becky with the good I'm watching. This just did it. Whoa. I'm watching. Did she do porno? Whoa. We're live. I don't care. (laughs) Oh, shit. She did do porno? No. She's from Chicago. That makes perfect sense. Okay. (laughs) Put this one down. Okay. Anyway, yo, what's up? How you doing, man? You will. I mean, I didn't know you were alive, so you have to cut all of that out. But I'm good. I'm doing good. It's good. Nothing. No, you don't take that out of there. It's just Instagram bull stuff. It's all right. Whatever, though. But no, I'm chilling. Chilling. Got a nice little ale here. Fine cider, actually. Crack this open. Brewskis. Brewskis. Brewskis in uh, Philadelphia. How you Mm. feeling, though? You're out here at Cheesadelphia. Yes. What did you think of the event? I told you it was going to be like super, super chill. I'm happy because it was very grassroots. You know Super. me. You know me well enough. No, I can't stand esports anymore. <laughs> no, jokes aside. No, I like grassroots. I've always been a fan of grassroots, and I think anything that kind of gets back to the essence of that is great. I mean, obviously, it's a qualifier for um, a major event, but yeah. I mean, anytime I'm around something that has a grassroots feel and like a, like the heart of the city or something is captured amidst that, I prefer that all day. So no, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. We ate cheesesteaks. Couldn't find parking, you know. I got to do Philly's people stuff. You know what I mean? Definitely Philly people. We got to uh, find uh, or see some dude find his Invisalign in his cheesesteak. That was pretty fun too. That was hilarious. Weird, but yeah, that was really weird and disgusting. We but. just finished eating that too. I forgot all about that. I but, saw um, yeah, not. Nah, thank you. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's get into our first topic. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Turner Tifu Tinny. I hope I said his name right. Tinny. 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 People know who Tifu is. Yes. So he pretty much was on stream. Right, right. And said some shit along the lines of, I'm thinking about quitting competitive PUBG. Or, excuse me. Look at PUBG. you being a nerd. You got to <laughs> relax. <laughs> Look at you. He said he was uh, thinking about com- quitting competitive Fortnite after the Fortnite World Cup. Okay. He also made mention, which was pretty funny. Uh-huh. He didn't need the money. And I'll actually insert the clip so you guys can hear it. You're going to quit Ford at, Ford after the World Cup? Um, competitive, yeah. This is my last competitive shit is the World Cup. I'm not going to qualify anyway, so it's like... I shouldn't even be playing this shit, honestly. But I don't care. I don't need the money anyway. So I'm just playing it for fun. I could definitely fucking do well in it, but I'd rather stream and do bad and not stream you know he made he said i'm i think i'm thinking about retiring from a competitive Fortnite after the world cup right right i don't really need to play this because i don't need the money i'm doing this shit for fun right um i was just about to ask you how much money he made but um this is a sentiment i've seen a lot of the Fortnite, like the top tier Fortnite people echo like all right like you and i were having a discussion a while ago like earlier today about like the top three Mm-hmm. Um, arguably, of Fortnite personalities, just people that play Fortnite. They don't have to be the best. They're just the three top known names: Ninja, Myth, and then you used to coin flip between like TT Few and um, Pokimane. That was that was my list, right? Yeah. I feel like those three indeed do make enough money to be like, nah, I'm good. I mean, I, undoubtedly Ninja, right? No question. Like he doesn't just like off his stream alone. At least. In the last couple of quarters, he's been 
making well over what the what the pot is for competitive Fortnite. And I mean, like competing for fun is one thing, but a lot of these people do have to kind of compete and kind of grind it out in order to you know make bank or really make a living off of this stuff. And T, you know, Tifu ain't one of them. Yeah, I mean, for real. According to uh, esports earnings, he's made. Almost five hundred thousand dollars from Fortnite alone over twenty three events. So that's n- over a- the events. Yeah, let's be clear on that. Over the yeah, events, yeah, right? over, over okay. twenty three events. So that's essentially ninety six point two percent of his total prize earnings from games. Okay, uh, that's not including anything that he makes from streams or phase. So and we it's need a decent those amount. Numbers. Of, yeah, those those would be. But I'm pretty sure with him being associated with phase and his viewer base. It's pretty easy to say that he's good on, you know, playing competitive. For sure. But it's very interesting for him to say that when it's one of the biggest, uh, I believe, Fortnite events coming up. And on top of that, just the force that he has with, like, the buying force that he has within Fortnite. Like, a lot of people watch his stream. I was going to say, maybe in that right there is probably the reason reason why it's his last one. I mean, if you think about it, he's got... This is going to be a shock to hear, but uh, Tfue has the impact that is so strong that he actually helps Fortnite by being attached to it, not the other way around anymore, right? And again, that's the top three. That's the impact of the top three. All three of them do that. So, I mean, it can be argued. Again, we don't have his Instagram revenue numbers. We don't have his YouTube revenue numbers. We don't have his Twitch revenue numbers, right? Yeah. Um, but his impact on all three of those platforms and the sponsorships based around, again, you mentioned Phase, those are huge, more than likely. Yeah. I mean, we heard this same sentiment echo when they were talking about, like, the um, the Broadcaster Royale or any of the little annex mm-hmm. tournaments happening at PAX and stuff like that. He was like, yo, fam, I'm not going outside and flying because as soon as I get on that <laughs> plane and I leave to get to the event, I lose money Yeah. by competing. And they're inviting me out. Like, they can't afford to pay me. Um, now you're saying that I can still make bank, I make, I'm making more than what I've averaged in a year for streaming. And this is all assumptions. I can't really tell, but if, yeah. if what he's saying is true, I make way more off of just streaming and chilling than I do of yeah. hustling well, and grinding my gears. I got way more time to make clips. Yeah. Well, per se, he didn't necessarily say I make more from streaming, but he did pretty much incentivize like, I want to focus more on streaming. But Okay, fair. I mean, it's... I would say that makes it blatantly obvious, or at least for someone who's invested, it makes sense that, okay, you're clearly making more money from streaming than you, you know, striving to compete. And if you want to do it for fun, that's understandable. That's for that. I, I rock so, But it's it's kind of funny, too, because so I think it was maybe on like Wednesday or Tuesday. I'm not sure of the exact uh, date, uh-huh. but, but apparently his stream was embedded on some websites. Right. And that boosted <laughs> up his... Uh, <laughs> His Twitch viewer account. Because he needs he needs the boost. Well, I don't I don't know if he did it, if FaZe did it. Like I don't know how he was on there, yeah, but it was trolling. Somebody was like, somebody tweeted out and was like, "Hey, Tifu has more viewers than like most uh, tournaments get." It's interesting to see that. Because <laughs> I'd like to laugh. Um. Yeah, I gotta sneeze. No, get it out. Come on, come on, get it out your system. <laughs> Make sure that's in post too. Nah, I'm cutting that. <laughs> Jump cut, um, but yeah, apparently his stream was in, embedded into some website, so like his numbers were boosted up. Um, again, I don't know if he did it, if Faze did it. Right. I don't know why his stream was on those sites, but it it originally that that number 
was seen on his stream. So people were like, you know, why does he have so many viewers? For like, sure, for he's sure. He's getting more viewers than some large tournaments get. But then people started responding to the tweet like, hey, his stream is being embedded on like Mobile Fire, all these guide websites and things right. like that. And that's where those numbers are coming from. Man, that's such a cheat code. I need to get I need to get in on that. So do you but do you think like someone of his stature would I won't say like do it intentionally, but do you think it was him or Faye? Like what what are your you thoughts on? His, put his face on those websites? Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure it's not randomized. Like I'm pretty sure it's no one's going in and being like, let's random select the stream. Like there has to be some thought behind no, it. No, I was gonna say there's definitely I mean, I'm sure there was a deal put in place and this isn't the first time that this has happened yeah because um, essentially blizzard does it with their client for Overwatch. for sure and honestly that's not like it's not like twitch playing favorites remember a lot of back back like a while back um just before new year's there was a lot of drama behind uh pokimane and ninja getting placement in places and ads in places yeah um, but they they got they got flack because that was Twitch playing favorites with Twitch streamers. Yeah. This isn't the same ordeal that we're getting. Well, you could do that. That's fine. So I mean, if you got an issue with that, I mean, no disrespect, but step your money up. That's how I feel. And in this scenario, whether it was um, Phase Clan, not Phase Clan, is it, uh, is it is it Phase or TK? I don't remember anymore. Nah, he's 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 on he's part of the uh, Phase. He's okay. My bad. Yeah. So I mean, if it was Phase Clan that did it, or if it was him that did it, I mean, both of them have the revenue, and both of them, it's lucrative for both of them to put themselves on a a website like a wiki or a mobile fire, any of that stuff to get it boosted. There ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm cool with that. And then and and actually to add to it, I was gonna say in regards to him retiring, like what I would do if I retired. I still do that. I do this with Virtual Fighter. <laughs> um, I pop up randomly. I would pop up, like, I would still, like, okay, so this is why, like, we're talking about this, but I'm not worried about TFU retiring from, like, Fortnite tournaments and events. All that means yeah. is that he's not training to win for him. I would still, because I want to pay homage to my scene and show some love, if I'm not, like, observing and casting and giving my point of view, I would pop up and troll a little bit and see and see if I could play gatekeeper just for fun. Just because he's not competing to be in it, like putting his time and effort into being in it, doesn't mean he doesn't pop up as a special guest and kind of have fun with the World Cup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. And, and the fact that doing things like that still offer him opportunity to for be at sure. these events and get paid and have some type of hand within this competitive scene. Less pressure, bigger impact. That's what you yeah. get when you make this decision. So, I mean, for his mental health, if that's even a concern, there's a lot of there's a lot to gain by not taking it so seriously when you don't need to anymore, when you're in that different tax bracket. Yeah. And then, I mean, just like the biggest thing that he said, dog, he wants to do this for fun. He yeah. got into this for fun. So he's just getting back to the fun part of it. That's great. That's great. We in season eight. See what is season eight of Fortnite? I think season eight or nine. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't, I don't me, play that shit. I don't think a I don't think a year is a long time. But we talking about video games. A year is yeah. like forever in 2018, 2019. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, so to be in the eighth season and to have been playing only Fortnite for so long, well, man, you want to and make it. half a million. Yeah. within that time. Yeah. I think, so. yeah, and I mean, he's got he's got some breathing room to switch things up and have a little bit of fun. So long as his 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 cost of living ain't OD now that he's you know. I mean, he also dope. made he also made fifteen thousand dollars from some constraint. What is it? Creative Destruction Tournament. I'm assuming that was an online tournament. Uh -huh. I guess Keemstar hosted that. 
But I mean, that's also fifteen thousand that he pocketed. So, right. and that was away from Fortnite. So he can clearly make other money elsewhere, and he's Absolutely. clearly not relying on Fortnite. So. Absolutely. Let's get into uh, SKT Telecom. Making some uh, this big, is kind of big moves out here. Yeah, I'm so, jealous of this. For those of you that don't, that don't know, uh, the South Korean telecommunications company SK Telecom. I mm-hmm. want to say SKT. SKT is fun. Um, they signed a partnership deal with Riot Korea that includes broadcasting rights and the creation of exclusive aug- augmented reality and virtual reality content. What? And I want to know what the play is here. That sounds so. I'm sorry. Continue, but what is what is the play here? That's crazy. Uh, SKT will also serve as the official sponsor of the League of Legends Championship Korea. Okay. So I mean, pretty much, this is like a league team. Dog. Think about with this that. much power. You how you gonna be a whole ass league team <laughs> that runs the league? I'm sure there's a conflict of interest in here. Like they gotta they I. I'm mad. If I'm any of the other teams, I'm mad because, like, you they only they only earn the rights to they only own the rights to the broadcasting. You said right? Or is there more to it? Uh, it looks like it's only the broadcasting rights and creation of exclusive Bruh. augmented reality and virtual reality. Imagine if you are any of these other orgs who have, I'm pretty sure they have franchising, so they have to purchase a spot and do all of this stuff and yada yada. And by doing that, you have sold your rights, your digital rights. Any creative stuff that y'all do, any of that stuff that gets broadcasted, your broadcasting rights, they SKT they owns that? It. They get a piece of it as well. Dog! So like, Fam, that is ridiculous. Like, let's not forget, like, it's augmented reality and virtual reality. So, like, these are things that you might not even think about, like, that come to league with like being able to use your phone and put your phone over a team for sure icon and like something pop up like a video or like team history or something like that. Right. So it's like, if this is being created in a team, another team in Korea wants to do this thing with like augmented reality or virtual reality. Right. SKT can be like, Hey, no, I mean, that's crazy. We get a piece of that. But that makes me wonder how much I was going to say, having something like that written in, in, you know, on the bylines, that makes me curious. Just how, what, what are they planning to do with the future of League of Legends? Because it, it sounds like, obviously, at least from a technological standpoint, they trying to do some pretty fly stuff over there. Yeah. But how much participation are they asking from the other teams? Or do That's they true. control that as well? Because I mean, I'm thinking, okay, match happens, and you've got like you know some eight, some 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 holographic tech or something like that where. You've got stats popping up for both the teams. Yeah. What's to say that? I mean, I doubt they're gonna manipulate them, but what? What's to say they properly display those that information and all of that other stuff? I just I'm nervous because they also I mean, controlling the broadcast is one thing, but believe it or not, they also control the flow of information. That's yeah. a crazy thing to give to a whole team in your. Holy. That's competing in the franchise. That's what like, I'm saying. That's insane. That's a lot of power. That's too much power. That's like, okay, all right, I'm bringing this up and I'm dating this, what I'm about to say, but bro, imagine, imagine, right? Because Beyonce, because we was just, while well, we watching Beyonce right now as we speak, by the way, everybody. <laughs> so imagine, so Beyonce, there's a rumor going around that Beyonce and Ariana Grande, they made the same amount of money at Coachella, but Beyonce owns the right to her performance. Imagine if Beyonce 
had a rule in the paperwork that says that she owns the right to everybody else's performance. She, yo, no, that'd be insane. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, well, since I performed at Coachella and I took this amount of money, I own the broadcast rights. Anytime I pop up, I can showcase my footage and I can sell it. So say she did a feature with Ariana Grande and she wanted to put that on Netflix and Ariana Grande gets no money. Dude. Unless Beyonce says so too. Like she might right. get money, but it's, by my say, so not Ariana like, Grande thought she was being cute and she calls Beyonce on stage to do a duet. And then Ariana Grande, I mean, and then Beyonce puts that duet on Netflix and that duet does like $50 million. Ariana Grande sees none of that and Beyonce gets to control the, the camera angles and how it's featured and how it's set up to make it. You can make it seem like Ariana Grande made Beyonce look larger than life. You can really make a perception. <laughs> Any which way you want with that content and tell whatever story you want to tell. That's for some people, that's like, man, it's not even that big a deal. Dog, that is so much leverage to building a brand for the future. And you could, bruh, come on. Oh, wait. So hang on. It does say, it says uh, SKT also plans to retain the rights to broadcast all League of Legends matches, including uh, LCK, League of, uh, League of Legends World Championship. Mid-season invitational and the all-star event. Are you kidding? Bruh. While while they also plan to develop exclusive LC LCK related uh augmented reality and Bruh, virtual reality. Imagine content. they get knocked out of a tournament and they still <laughs> they still Fam, how you make money and you knocked out the tournament, dog. Come on. You know what's even nuttier? Come on, man. If your team gets relegated somehow and now you still have all the money from the other teams and the broadcasting rights. That's crazy. They could literally, if they wanted to, they could build a troll team and just be stupid. And this then is, the rest of the league is paying for it. This is literally the biggest conflict of interest ever. Like For sure. Like, who even signed this and said, yeah, you know what? Actually, that's cool. That's what I want to know. Actually, as a matter of fact, what we need to find out is I want to know what the other teams think. Like, I want information. I want, I want the resources. Like, show what... How are they reacting to this? Do we have responses? Do we have replies? I mean, I, they can't just be all right with this unless there's there's a byline we're not picking up or paying attention to. That's a huge conflict of interest. That's crazy. That that's like if the Golden State Warriors own the NBA. Y'all, yeah, that's the broadcast rights in the NBA. That's crazy. I all right. So anyone out there who is really familiar with this topic, like or with the uh, LCK. Like reach out to me, please. I need to know who for signed this. For real, like, who let this slide? This is that's this is not a small this, deal. This is almost like when the NBA had the super teams. Like, yo, LeBron, you gonna go here? KD, yeah, Steph, like, that's literally what this is. They literally just signed away a deal for a super team, but essentially it's like the org is like, we can be a super team, but we're also gonna like regulate any of the money that's going through this their I'm, own pockets. Like, I'm, you know what I'm curious about though. Why is Riot? Is it Riot? I don't. It's Riot. It's Riot Games Korea. Korea. So it's why not, are they? Re- what's 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 really happening there? Where they're relinquishing that? That's what I want to know. I feel like SKT made it. They made a content plan or something. And are they are they going to a are they going to a team for a bailout? Like I can't I can't put my finger on why this would happen, but this doesn't make any sense. And I don't think it would be that like Korea the Korean scene doesn't have the viewership because League is. As massive as what Starcraft. You see how they pack out a house for real, for real. Yeah, like I don't see for sure. It just 
Now that I'm I've so sat down and thought about though. this more, it doesn't make any sense. It's it's literally the biggest conflict of interest, and whoever signed this, it just like you said, either there has to be a bigger player, or this was like the dumbest signing that Riot Games Korea could have ever done. I don't know the laws in Korea enough to know how they deal with conflicts of interest, or if they deal with conflicts of interest. Like I don't know enough about the laws. I assume that would be a global like issue where it's just like no conflict of interest issue kind of stuff. Right? Absolutely. I, I So I guess in future we'll find out if this, that decision kind of isolates them from the rest of the world. I don't know. I got nothing. That's OD. I want that. Like, I want that. You know what I'm saying? We don't want that. That's I, know, I know. I know. I, listen, no I, one man should have all that power. Ah, you right. My bad. <laughs> Insert Kanye My bad. power here. Imagine this, bro. Come on, dog. So our next topic on the list. Hold on, hold on, no, 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 don't get there, because I just had a comparison to make. I have a comparison to make because this is actually happening, sort of in real life. Bruh, SKT is fifty cent. They're trolling the industry. Yeah, they have to be, bruh. How, how, yo, okay. So follow me on this. Remember, remember, fifty cent versus game. We talking hip hop now, but I got to do this real quick because you know we got two brothers on the microphone. Fifty cent was beefing with game. Remember? Yeah. Game. Dissed G Unit by making G U not, and the reason why Game had to stop doing it is because Fifty Cent bought the slogan or some some uh, uh, the name G U not. So every time he used G U not, that was revenue being built for G Unit. Fifty Cent owned that, and then he's doing the same thing right now. Yeah, with uh, what is it Monica? No, it's not Monica. No, it's um. I was not, is it I'm drawing. Hilson? I'm drawing. It's not Carrie Hilson. It's one of them singers. Yeah, and he bought whatever the Tierra the Marie. Title. It might have been Tierra Marie. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she says something, and she. I think I'm broke. I'm broke, and he bought the rights. To he I'm bought broke. the rights to I'm broke. So every time she say I'm broke or whatever, he gets paid for it. This is the same thing. SKT is trolling. SKT is trolling. That is a big troll. But the fact that they're able to get away with that troll is kind of nuts. I need more info. That's stupid. But I'm no, I had to make that comparison. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm mad though. More would be that's revealed. crazy. Also, I forgot to mention that um so Shadosha is here with me in Philly. We're here for Cheese Adelphia. Yes, sir. Henry is not here with me because this guy has to work. So you guys don't get my lovely co-host Henry. Sorry, Henry. We're gonna hold it down for you. We love he did say that I betrayed him because I brought you on. That's okay. But he mad. You know, yeah, he a little, he a little hurt. But yeah, it's okay. We love you, Henry. You, you gotta come. You gotta save some lives, man. He's going to like eighteen parties and didn't invite none of us. He don't speak not a lick of Korean, but he about to get his K-pop arena on. Like, where's our invite at? Where's our grappa? Where's that grappa? Now, mind. We're getting that. Nah, nah, yeah, actually, I, I actually do want my grappa back. So <laughs> that's right. But uh, yeah. So our next topic is uh, Chipotle Challenger Series. Okay. As you all know, Chipotle has decided to sponsor ESL and DreamHack. I like this, by the way. I think this is a good idea. But they're now introducing the Chipotle Challenger Series at Dallas. Uh, DreamHack Dallas. Okay. They haven't announced what games they're going to be uh, hosting. And before, just Counter-Strike. I'm calling it. Prob- I mean, calling yeah, it. pretty probably. That's what I'm thinking of it. As- it. They don't need it, but I'm calling it. Yeah. But pretty much, it's going to be an amateur type. Series, I love, it. I Challenger love that. Series. If that is the case, I love that. But the only thing that bothers me about it is how they're rewarding people. Don't say Lifetime Chipotle again. I'm so sick of them giving out Lifetime Chipotle. Don't well, t- you, you get a trophy for one. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a, an aluminum burrito trophy. It, I'm it calling that too. Yeah, okay. 
You'll get branded merchandise. I don't want with what on it. Does it say Breeders. marathon? It'll, it'll say burrito. It don't say marathon though. It, it don't. It ain't fat burger. I'm hating. Okay, continue. What did this? Oh. And a year's supply of Mexican courtesy food of Chipotle. Not a lifetime, but a year's supply. So get out there and compete for that Chipotle Challenger Series, boys. Is this? I'm assuming. Okay. All right. I mean, for advertisement's sake. Because that's exactly what this is. For sure. So, I mean, I'm, li- I'm, I'm listening to the structure of this, and it's evident that Chipotle bought in to DreamHack, not the other way around. Well, I mean, duh, it's a sponsorship, so they yeah, pay yeah, yeah. for a spot. ESL and DreamHack. For sure. Um, ESL is a big one. And judging by the prizes, it's blatantly evident that they're going to try to go for the amateur audience just to try to attract anybody. Yeah, for sure. The um, thing that's weird about it is it's almost as if, like, they don't want to, like, they're hesitant on esports. Like, hey, we sure. want to invest in this, but we also don't want to put money behind it. This package doesn't sound, all right, so I mean, as an insider, and call me a cheater, this package doesn't sound like they spent more than $50,000 on this advertisement. I'm going to keep it a bean. It doesn't sound, it doesn't sound more than $30,000. This doesn't sound like an expensive uh, contract here. A year's worth of Chipotle for how many events? Um, in the, I'm assuming it's only this year. So how many events? It says that it's going to be introduced at DreamHack Dallas and Atlanta events. So pretty much two events out of the year. Those only happen once a year. And they could potentially get moved. Yeah. Uh. So who knows? Like, I don't know. Apparently there have been some tournaments that... Maybe featured uh, in Vegas. Okay. So maybe in part of that, but it looks like the the big the big two are DreamHack Dallas and DreamHack Atlanta. And this is a this is a tournament series. <clears throat> this is a tournament series. This is leading up to like a big Chipotle event or a major, right? That's what I see. I there's so, so many pieces that are missing. It, 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 just it really like- seems like it's very like spotty, where it's like. It's a challenge, like it's this one-time thing. You win this, you get this. We Bro, move on to the next event. Okay, so TLDR, this is this is my assumption. So I mean, if I'm wrong, you shoot me in the foot. Chipotle wants to set up side tournaments at DreamHack, and they haven't picked the games they want to do yet. But they want to set up side tournaments based around the games that are usually at DreamHack um, for amateurs to get some Chipotle. I'm not mad at that. I mean, spell that out a little bit better for me so I understand it. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Um, And I'm glad. I'm not going to front. It's If there's one thing, I mean, I read my timeline a lot and I feel like if there's one brand that's been requested a lot amongst esports, it's Chipotle. Yeah. People want Chipotle to participate with esports in some way, shape, or form. And I get it. I mean... That is a spot that a lot of people visit and frequent. It's just yeah. it's a fan favorite. It's, I call it the esports hipster spot for sure. First, I mean that's like in second place to like Korean barbecue for sure. But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. So I think that's a good fit. I think Chipotle being in esports is a dope fit, but it's it's obvious that they're not sure where they fit in. Yeah. So okay. I think and I'm I'm in the same boat for the most part. I'm glad they're stepping in. I, this is definitely a sponsor that I'm. Very welcoming of. It just seems like they're super, super hesitant. One, on getting in the space and also not knowing how to execute within the space. 
I mean, I don't feel like they really need to execute in a particular way because they're a food company. Yeah. And I feel like just being a sponsor and putting money behind these video games that people already love, you... People are so familiar with this brand. Yeah. Where that... It's like, all at this point now, all you're doing is putting money behind stuff and you're just reassuring your customers like, hey, you're familiar with us. We're familiar with something that you love. Yeah. Why not just come here and eat? I do need to laugh at them a little bit. Are we that cool and familiar with it where we're going to be happy winning some Chipotle swag if we compete? I don't goddamn think so. If I see somebody walking around with a Chipotle military cap, nah. I'm definitely going to be like, yo. They look like an employee. Let me just yeah, keep it a that's bean. what I'm going to say. Yo, I'd like some white rice, no beans. And and some chicken. You might not get your beans. Yeah, I probably won't get my beans. <laughs> it's like homeboy threw my fucking steak and cheese sandwich. What's up with you? Why can't you just get food when we go out? I don't even want to talk about it. Because, yeah, no, you got beat up for some beans almost. You got <laughs> someone threw your whole sandwich. He threw my sandwich. You got blue cheese instead of ranch. Yeah, I actually think I'm more... I'm more upset that he threw my sandwich than that they gave and me the, the wrong cheese? sauce. Okay. Yeah. Because the... This podcast, I don't know what we talk about, but that's fine. Because, like, you just got bad. When we go out, you just can't I gotta stop. never get, like... I just got to stop eating out with you. Your order and abuse at the same time. It's fine. That's super true. You're approachable. So, uh, how do you feel... How bored do you think uh, Will Smith is that he had to uh, invest in Gingy? I don't... Do you think Will Smith is bored? Yeah. Actually, no. You know what I think? I think... I think Will, Will Smith is under pressure. From what? Have you ever watched The Red Table? Yeah. Do you do you listen to how slow-paced and calm Jada Pinkett Smith speaks? That's a woman that's had about enough. She's about one thread away. You think she's about to kill Will? She's If she don't kill him, she'll, she's going to cut him. Like I'm talking about like break the relationship. Oh, no. Jada Pinkett. Listen, Will needs something to do to stay out of the house. Oh, so you think he was just being mad annoying and she's like, Boy, I will kill you if you yeah. don't get out here and do something. You gotta else. go outside. <laughs> Jaden's out here saving the world with water, and Willow's out here recycling shoes, and you stuck in the house. And being he all know it could not. He all learning bachata with like reggaeton dances <laughs> and singers and stuff like that. Jada Pinkett fed up. He's like, you done messed up my Mark Anthony relationship. You running around now. Nah, I'm done with you. So no, I think like when I so I'm not going front. I wasn't familiar with the company at first, but with Will. Um, I mean, you know he's got that reality show on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's just doing a bunch of things, just trying a bunch of random things. Um, and I think what's dope is that he's been picking up a lot of influence from both of his sons. Well, all of his kids. Mm-hmm. Will invested in this. I don't think this is a Will play as much as this is probably a Trey Smith play. And I say that because I've seen Trey out and about in the esports world. Mm. I've seen um, I didn't, I know I didn't see him this time around, but um he was he was at complex con and uh you know a couple of, a couple of the uh, peers from um the company I used to work with they ran into him and they was having a conversation with him about like esports and i think he popped up he popped up at e3 he may have popped up at dreamhack as well i don't remember um but trey is big on gaming and esports so if will gets involved in this it's probably after a long discussion with trey so i wouldn't be surprised that don't surprise me at all. Like I can I can see that happening. I just want to know what he knows. Like, what does Will know in this space? Because I'm sick of investors and rich people getting into the space, 
Yeah. And they don't really know nothing. They're just throwing money at it. You know what I mean? I think if anything, he's one of the people that I would say that is very, if he's not well versed in what someone is telling him to invest his money in, he's definitely the type of person who's literally going to take the time to learn about where the hell is my money going? So, all right, let's tell let's tell them exactly what the heck Will invested in because they need to know. And I don't think they. So know. he he invested into Genji, the uh, Korean esports org, right? The LC, which has an LCS team. They have a Call of Duty team. Yeah, and they're also the org that owns um, Soul Dynasty Overwatch League. Right. He was a part of the, I believe, not the first round series of funding right. for them, but he was a part of a. Funding that was secured up to forty six million, and also people that were a part of that funding group was uh, the Los Angeles Clippers my minority mm-hmm. owner, who was Dennis Wong's, who somehow got mistaken for Justin Wong. That's I, racist, but okay. <laughs> yeah, like, I was calling that the, racist. Like literally, the, right the headline under the title was like Will Smith and Justin Wong invest in Jinji, and I'm like. Why, why would Justin Wong invest Which in Which Justin Genji? Wong do they think they're talking about? Because there's two big Justin Wong. Well, there's a lot of Justin Wongs. But there's two major Justin Wongs that so, people get. Like the um, eSports Justin Wong, which is ironically enough the FGC one. The one that he's got a kid now. And then the other one, formerly known as Fuzzy Otterballs. He um he works at Twitch. It's neither. It's I mean, he used to work at Twitch. Yeah, I know. It's neither. That's why I was saying like... Yeah. I, I think I think that, I, it was under tag. I'm not sure who. It just says Justin Wong, and then in the actual article, it said Los Angeles Clippers minority owner Dennis Wong, and then also the Japanese soccer star. I'm gonna mess up his first name. Kesu Honda. Katsunda. I, I think so. Okay. And then there's some other you know VC people that invested in, and apparently Stanford University. All right. So let me keep it a buck. Because I'm noticing a trend here. I'm noticing a pattern. I'm finding that a lot of people that are investing in major esports organization based on how esports orgs are forced to be structured around Overwatch. Quite mm-hmm. literally that. So a lot of these teams, I'm going to keep... This This is something that people are probably going to be shocked to hear, but esports is kind of in a rough spot. Overwatch specifically in OWL is in a very strange spot. And a lot of venture capitalists are coming in to try to like boost these things because a lot of numbers and projections keep getting thrown around, right? Yeah. So it's easy because all of these teams are based in LA for somebody in that LA area to say, oh, I could throw money at this and then boom, jump into this. My prediction, this is a hot take. Trey saw OWL, probably attended a couple of the games. And of course, somebody's going to walk around and start talking in their ear to his manager's ear. And, you know, there's a chance to get in on this. There's a chance to participate in all of this. Here's a list of teams that something's going on with. So then after that, a little consultation, talk to Pops. Hey, Soul Dynasty, this is a cool-looking team, flashy design, all of this stuff. And then when they went to invest in it, they got the whole package. A lot of these Overwatch teams come with a package. You think you're just getting Overwatch, but you're buying into an esports org that's got yeah. stuff going on with League of Legends. And probably that was the sweetest deal because Soul Dynasty, mostly based in Korea, it's one pocket. Instead of buying something like a... I, I'm not, not going to name too many names. Um, I'll keep that in the rest. But some teams, they like... You buy one team, you think you get in this country, or you get just this team. And then you get in somewhere You stuck else. in Europe somewhere. Yeah. You got all of these, and it's just a mess. 
It's yeah. a mess for sure. Ooh, my keys. So like that's common. That's my hot take. I don't know. I don't know what you think. I think Will is just bored. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I think he's bored. I think he's scared. Um, it could be possible what you said. Like Jada just wants him out the house, and she's on the verge of killing him, and he's just like, "Let me get out of her hair." Um, but again, I think I think he's someone that will take the time out to potentially learn about esports if he doesn't if he's not well versed in it now. And again, like if like you said, if his son is you know versed in it, he just definitely had conversations with him saying, you know, hey. Is it something I should look into? Right. And his son potentially being a fan is like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have to use his own money. He's My dad is now invested in to esports. And For I sure. have access to all this and can manage whatever. Um, but yeah, I think Will is just bored. I think Will is just rich, bored, sees everyone else is interested in esports. And not to mention Jaden's doing stuff. So Jaden's probably, you know... Hearing things about Fortnite as well, right? Most popular game, right? Him right. being in LA, the people that are associated with, like you said, everyone's out in LA. So, I think it was just, I think it was going to happen sooner than later. The fact that it's Will Smith is a massive name, so it's big news. But I, I just think he's bored. Yeah. Okay. I'm rolling. I can. I can roll with that. I still. I still want to see the taglines. Um, like with all the bungee jumping and all the he's he's. Waiting to do a comedy skit with Dave Chappelle, all the stuff he's got going on. I don't know. I don't know where he's got the time to. He's making freaking Bad Boys for Life. The new, the, the next Bad Boys, the Bad Boys Three. Yeah, they just finished filming like uh, he's got yesterday he, or two days ago. Or something yeah, like he's that. doing a ton. So like, where does he get the time to do all of that research? Because um, I hope he did a lot. Again, that's why I feel like if with him investing, he's more than likely had conversations with someone. If he has not had those conversations yet, it's going to happen. Right. And I feel like. He probably just had the money and was like, I need to get rid of it or I'm just bored. I need something to do. I'll, <laughs> I can't I'll, go home. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll invest this now and then I'll, I'll I'll learn about it later. But let me get my money into it before. Or, or it could have just been like whoever his financial manager or advisor is was just like, hey, this thing is blowing up. Do you want to put some money into it? He was like, fuck it. Why not? I can see that. Like, I don't I don't think I, I personally don't think Will Smith was. Thinking about esports. Hey, yo, Will, call your girl, bro. I know you don't listen call to the your... podcast, but if you do listen to the call your wife. Scoop no, just, your go, just go on the red table, man. Have a conversation. She's going to put him on the red couch and let him sleep there. Jesus Christ. I don't know what's going on, but, well, I'm praying for you. Yeah, I can see. I, You know, I'm, I'm the type of person I read faces, and I thought because he was getting older, maybe his face just pulls down, but he looked like he got a little bags on his eye. He ain't been sleeping well. And what? I thought it was from a lot of hard work, but that looked like. We're going to fuck you up. My dude's stressing. I, it, I don't. I'm, I think I could take Will right now because he hasn't slept. Only because he, he hasn't slept. He gonna smack you with a band of twenty thousand dollars. He hasn't slept. He gonna smack you with his esports money. Esports money? Yeah. Ain't no money. in Actually, sports. you know he, he gonna, gonna hit you with air. He because gonna, you because you hate esports so much, he's gonna tilt you and he's gonna hire you. He better not to work in esports. No, hey, all right, no, the won't. Okay. Hey, Will. No, he gonna he gonna do. He gonna trick me. He's like, Will. y'all want to do content. He gonna he's gonna say it's content. My guy over here wants to be a part of esports again. Just relax. No, I'm not trying to. He gonna lie. He gonna be like, oh, I'm trying to produce some compelling content. You know, I work with uh, Gary V, right? I work with Gary V. <laughs> Listen, I see something in you, potential. You and D Rock, man. All right, what you trying to do? That's what we gonna do. All right, you, D Rock, esports. Bro, I'm clicking. I'm banging the phone on Will Smith that day. I'm banging it. I will you, bang the phone on him. You won't. I will. You might, but you're gonna call back. But yeah, well, I want, listen. Like, but you can't call back. You're gonna have a blocked number. I can't do Bad Boy 4. 
I'm gonna uh, call Jazzy Jeff. Well, he gonna get banged on too. Never mind. All right, forget it. Well, go home. Well, go home, Will. Kasha Dosha. I'm I'm chilling. I don't need that. Don't worry. I'll add him for you. No. <laughs> In other news, Jason West, uh-huh. co-founder of Inf- Infinity Ward and Respawn, mm-hmm. are hired by Epic Games. This this confuses me. I'm confused. My question is this. What was he? I don't know. I didn't. I, I never read the credits. I'm lazy. Was he on the credits for Apex Legends? Uh, I would assume so because he's like co-founder of Respawn, and he recently got hired. So I'm assuming he would still be. If he's not in the credits, does Apex even have credits? Yeah, I don't know where. But <laughs> <laughs> no, look. Okay, all right, all right. So my. my this is why I'm confused. I mean, th- this isn't an uncommon thing to see, but this seems to keep being a trend. Actually, my correction. He stepped away from Respawn back in uh, 2013. Okay. D- due to, uh, he retired due to family issues. Okay. So. Okay. All right, then never mind. I was going to make a hot take in regards to Apex Legends, but I can't if he retired in 2013. Um. Look, I think I don't. I don't have too much information on him, but I mean, that's he. He did find oh, an amazing team. Yeah, you know that team. For people that don't know, that team is well known for um for the Call of Duty series. I want to say is it in Infinity, Infinity War, War did, for uh, Call of Duty and Modern Warfare, right? Yeah, they did like the Modern Warfare. Because I want to, because because bro, if you fuck if you fuck up Black Ops and Modern Warfare, bro, you never hear the end of it. So I want to make sure. So he did Modern Warfare, the Modern Warfare series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he moved over to do Titanfall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, it was a great game. It, it. Arguably. I feel Titanfall didn't get the respect that it deserved in its time. For sure, it aged well. Because I think it aged well. It was definitely on the whole fast-paced movement before yeah. time, and nobody was fucking with it because they were like, "What is this? This isn't Call of Duty." Right. Not to mention, you had Mechs, which was the part that slowed the game down. Yeah. But outside of it, it was super fast-paced. Yeah. So I feel like they. We're on the wave of super fast-paced games. Yeah. Nobody was fucking with it. BR took off, and then everyone was like, oh, yeah, fuck with Apex. And it's like, you're literally playing Titanfall. You're playing Titanfall. It's Titanfall. It literally is Titanfall. It is Titanfall. Just without the mechs. It's mechless, Titanfall, BR. Yeah. And I think people don't know that. But, I mean, that wasn't a project that he had work on. He's a, I think he would be a great ass, asset to how to maintain the longevity of Fortnite, if that's what that's the team that they put them on, I doubt that's the case. We talk, we're talking, we're again, they put them on Epic. They didn't say specifically, unless I misread something or misheard something, that they put them directly on Fortnite. He could be working on a completely different IP. Um, so clear that if that if he said it, they they, they say Fortnite specifically. No, it says okay. that it would be interesting if he was working on Fortnite. I think that would be cool, but unnecessary. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Fortnite has a great model already, and most of the team, most of the, like, there's like, there's this sprinkling of people that used to work on Gears of War on that team, and they're doing wonderful. They did the multiplayer for Gears, and yada yada. They're doing wonderful. I mean, they keep changing stuff and experimenting, but that's, you know, again, Fortnite is a game which that they work on on a casual capacity. I think a lot of people forget that, but that's besides the point. Though, there's so many, there's new games that can be created. And I think he could spearhead a lot of the new ones from, from Epic. The next new big thing. I was going to say, do you think that he could be, if he's not put on the Fortnite, do you think that he could be potentially be put on Gears and try to figure out the longevity plans for that? Because as, as of recent, 
Gears hasn't been in the same, like a lot of people, like Gears isn't a terrible game, but it hasn't had the same love of back in Gears 1 game. I was going to say, Gears had impact back when Halo was number one. Yeah. And people are really excited for Halo Infinity or Infinite. Infinite, yeah. Yeah. So if if it's like a longevity type of thing, like, hey, how can we make this game last? I think it would be interesting to see him being associated with Gears and trying to revitalize that series. I actually, this is wild to say, but I actually trust him with that. Boy, it was easy to forget that Gears of War. I mentioned it like that, but forgot. Like Gears of War was one of their flagships way back yeah. in the day. This is like the Cliffy Beer era, obviously. Um yeah, I guess if I was to trust anybody to kind of take the the lead on that, or at least the lead on developing the the team that can move forward with Gears of War, yeah, I think that no, I think he could do it. I think that would I, I, I would welcome that, yeah, because I would love another Gears of War. I'm all for that for sure. My only other hot take with it, <laughs> oh no, here we go, would be that he's going to revitalize Unreal Tournament. It is epic. Okay. Dang. Dang, that's a... Something that's that's... not announced. Ooh. He could just be like, yo, we're bringing back Unreal. Everything you loved about it. That would be... We just got a Quake Champions from Bethesda. Yeah. Yeah. So why not bring back Unreal Tournament? That would be a big impact. You think he would... Did you think he would structure something intentionally based around esports for Unreal? I won't. I don't want that. I don't want it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I yes, don't want yes and no. Only because Epic again has never come out and said we want Fortnite to be esports, right? It's so kinda, this yeah. and we have gears, and we clearly have. Um, well, actually, no. I take that back. Epic can't do gears because they sold the rights to that to Microsoft. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So okay. So the only hot take could be that he's going there if he's not working on Fortnite to would be to revitalize Unreal Tournament. Revitalize Unreal Tournament, Unreal Championships. And then then that would be that would be their title focused on. And that just dawned on me. I just forgot that I forgot that Epic had sold the rights to Gears. I need that to Microsoft. I'm gonna be honest. I need that because we don't we 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 you like you said we have another Quake sort of, um, and we had another we got another Doom right. Yeah, another Wolfenstein, mm-hmm. like that. I'm talking about those arena style shooters. I'm I I don't care what you say. I call Wolfenstein and Doom arena shooters. I know they're story based games, but yeah. they're arena style shooters, and they came around that Romero pocket. Yeah, the only thing we don't have, well, besides a real Quake, is an Unreal tournament. I think it's time. I think it's time I'm rolling. I would love because that. you also got to think right now. It's cool in the industry and it's very trendy to play on nostalgia. For them to go back and announce and be like, "Hey, Unreal, we know you motherfuckers want to play it." Yeah, I more. I think I, I I have one request though. One request. It it might work. I just don't want to see it because it will it will tarnish the brand. I don't to if for, to force it into an esport. No, don't force it into a br. I don't want an Unreal what PR. Listen, I know it, it, it would probably work. It would probably no, it would work. Not. No, it, it, it might work. It, no. I don't want to un, see it. Unreal is more fast-paced than uh, Apex. 
No, there's I know. no way people are gonna be able to play a BR at that. They could probably make it work, but I don't want to see it. I just listen. I just don't want to see it right now. I'm not thinking it's like I'm not thinking about an oversaturation. I just think for the sake of the brand, yeah. Unreal has a quality and a style and something to it. And if you make that, you just tarnish it. Like you're you're embarrassing the brand. Yo, Jason, don't do it, dog. Don't do it. Please don't do it. If you come out and tell me there's gonna be an Unreal BR. Sidebar, it's been like two months now. Maybe just one month. I don't even know. What do you think about Battlefield BR? I haven't touched it. Saw it early access. It's the most boring thing I've ever seen. It, it literally it's looked boring. like it literally looked like people were still just playing Battlefield like Deathmatch. It looked like Conquest. Yeah. That's and all, with a big ass firestorm. Let me tell you something. I like the firestorm looks cool. I've played it and I wanted it. It was the most I didn't like. I I thought I had to keep going, and he said, "Ah, right, yo, you won, yo." And it's a, just kind of shut off. I'm like, "Oh." If it's a firestorm, okay. shouldn't you die as soon as you in the damn circle? It's <laughs> a good point, but I don't I don't put realism in games no more. Yo, I will say though that the um, I do like the just the firestorm just looks cool as hell. Boy, does that I I like that attention <laughs> in detail with the firestorm. That's a, one of the flyer looking. I mean, that's what Battlefield closing. is always known yeah. for. It's super detailed. I just feel like it really. Because the game is already massive, they didn't need a BR. If they would have did it first, it would have worked. It took way too long to release it. Like Battlefield yeah. came out in what, like November? I think so. November, we didn't, December? We didn't get a BR till late January. I got to check my dates. But we didn't get it for a while. And we are, and, and then Apex killed that buzz. A bunch of, uh, season eight, Fortnite killed that. Uh, what else came around? Sidebar, I like how we don't talk about Realm Royale anymore. <laughs> they actually just had a uh, update. And I don't give a damn. Next, next topic. That was the next. No, I'm joking. Not that, to- <laughs> that wasn't the next topic. <laughs> give a, I don't want to talk about Goddamn Apex. Well, since we were on Epic Games and them selling the rights, mm-hmm. which I totally forgot, how do you feel about E League announcing this uh, six-part Gears of War esports series? Anytime Gears of War is doing something, I'm happy. That's I came from that. On the low, like a lot of people don't know that about me. Like they think I'm just FGC, but when I got my casting and hosting start, uh, a lot of it was Gears of War. Anytime they got some rock and I'm rolling, and they've been trying so hard to revive that scene. So, no, nah, I mean them them getting to this point, it, it's working in some capacity. So like, keep the ball rolling, hell yeah. I'm just mad I'm not casting it. So Elite <laughs> announced a Gear Summer series, the bonds and betrayals of brotherhood, mm-hmm. a six part event series and live tournament focused on the stories. And players behind the world of esports, Gears Esports, excuse me. What's that pot like? I'm thinking it ain't more, no more than 25,000. Uh, which is sad because that's a four player. Was it a four player game? I think it's four players. Yeah. 4v4. Yeah. Doesn't say the pot, but the first episode will be uh, debuted on TBS Friday, June 14th at 11 p.m. EST Pacific time. So I'm happy. Oh, I lied. It's a five. Oh, never mind. I'm, I can't read. That's fine. It's four, it's four players. It's not five. Okay. I misread Gears 5 as five people. <laughs> That's funny. It's um, the beer. I don't think... I want to see how that viewership looks. Gears of War isn't really something in this day and age that has a big viewership. It's not one of the flagships that's kind of pushed anymore. Like, again, Gears of War's heyday was around the same time Halo was big. Yeah. And, you know, there was a point in time where it wasn't Call of Duty and Halo. It was Gears and Halo. They were synonymous with each other. And then Call of Duty kind of came and, like, took that spot. Yeah. And then it became Call of Duty and Gears, one and two, respectively. I'm doing that on purpose. Um, 
and then Gators just died. You didn't really you you didn't really see many events, and then you really didn't see many events unless you went to like Mexico, and then it mm. came back, which is cool. I just want to sometimes see how- in a Jersey on occasion, right? Uh, e League picking it up is cool, just because that means it's going to be broadcasted on TBS for some of the players. That's a great accolade. Yeah, but viewership wise, I don't see how they're going to market this to the demographic that would appreciate Gears of War because they're probably. These guys are out of college and, you know, um, probably got families, like, you know, in their 30s. I mean, like the, the hardcore t- squad that's appreciating Gears, even if it's Gears 5. I think... I maybe think, I'm a hater. I think it being a a document-like styled six-part series is what will bring that viewership in. Because it's not going to be solely on, like, when they had Street Fighter or, uh, mm-hmm. was it CSGO? Mm-hmm. Where it was just the matches, just match, match, match. What is that's it? The, all... the invitational? No, the internet? No, you know the major. Sorry, yeah, the major. <laughs> where Damn. it was just like the matches, right? They yeah. were showcasing that. There was really no, there was really no reason for you to branch out and get to know the players outside of that. But why? Did, that's my that's my confusion. Why do we want to get to know the Gears of War players? Okay, and I'm asking that question because probably the most impactful Gears of War players that you probably would want to get to know, or at least you know already but don't realize you know, yeah. they play Fortnite. Jay Ribs, Gears of War extraordinaire, a god of you know of his time, plays Fortnite for Ghost. Um, Nick Merckx, same capacity, Gears of War god, plays Fortnite for 100 Thieves. I can name a couple of other people, but you get the point. Those are probably the top two that you would remember from Gears of War. Uh, Kareels is another one that came from. They came from Gears, and they have a huge story that you really want to follow. Um, but they have a bigger impact now in Fortnite. So I don't know. It's just that's a weird. This is. I think I. One. I think I have. Have some insight on why they could do it, mm-hmm. and that's because, again, it's not. They're not just showcasing the matches. They're showcasing. Behind the scenes of it, right? Right. What other scenes outside of maybe Halo, Gears, and FGC do you see esports players with a bunch of personality? And I'm not talking about streamer personality. I'm talking about legit, I'll trash talk you on stage. Madden. Yeah, sports games. I'm just, that's just the... I mean, the NBA I'm 2K only gonna just name. I, I can name a couple, but I'm only gonna. name... But it's not that many that are on for the, sure. No, there's not. On the sales but I, there's, scale there's, as, uh, there's a couple that I would put ahead of Gears of War to tell that story, and it connects. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. But they also have the backing of Microsoft with it. I think that's that's what got them here. I think that's yeah. the only reason why they got here. It's I'm a Microsoft honest. Microsoft game. Yeah, it's a scene with a bunch of people who are. Full of personalities, yeah. Who are willing to say pretty much damn near whatever comes to their mind. True. And it's it's late night TV. I think True. I think they wanted something that's going to get people engaged in that. Is they're able to have some type of connection the same way people have with sports when it comes to watching a pay per view or ESPN thirty for thirty before a big fight night. Mm-hmm. You have these players that just. Who will say what they want to say, and, and again, it's not just the the matches, match, match, match. 
you actually finally get to see and get to know the people that are on this that are on your TV set mm-hmm. playing these matches against each other and then you you literally build up leading up to the tournament uh the viewers to have someone to root for yeah like imagine if Jay Ribs was still playing for Ghost they're telling his backstory for gears, you mean? yeah like okay. if he's if he's still on uh Ghost for Gears um them telling his backstory, his rivalry with another player, him maybe leaving another team to go play for Ghost, who was the better, you know, org or whatever for him, and he just wanted to play with these guys and have fun. So I was winning a bunch of things. If you get all that leading up to a, a tournament, you're now rooting for him. Mm-hmm. You're like, yo, I like that dude. I yeah. want him to win. Mm-hmm. Now you're sitting there like the same way the player is. Now I want all these other motherfuckers to lose. I want J Ribs to win. Yeah. Okay. I feel like it's a way for them to literally build on to getting to know the players and then capitalizing on, hey, you, you learned their backstory. You heard all this. Now here's the tournament. Okay. That's how I'm looking at it. Hmm. This is literally the only way that I see. Th- because, again, with you didn't really get that with Street Fighter, I don't think. There was no type of real. They had many chances to tell that story, but they just wanted a really big tournament. Yeah. And I'm not blaming anybody for that, but I'm also also, I'm also blaming Seglia because it's just fun to do. All right, Seg, this is your fault and it, Z. And didn't and didn't the uh, Z. didn't didn't the uh, elite Street Fighter scene only have like eight people or well, it had like a very low number for intentionally? People, yeah, they yeah. um they were doing it was it was invite only. Yeah. So they got like a top eight or something like top sixteen something like that. But yeah. And I feel I feel like. Yeah, like having that small number, you know, it works. But they should have did something like this: you have top eight players that got invited. Yeah, it was six. Tell tell all their stories. Have an eight part series for each player, leading into their tournaments or leading into their matchups. Or I whatever. think they sort of tried to do that, but not to the capacity in which they want to do this Gears of War stuff. Which is, I think, I was gonna say I don't understand why they did that before, but obviously, it's this is evidence that. E-League or somebody on that creative team is trying to create a change of pace mm. from what they've always been doing. They've just been featuring tournaments and that's cool, but um, there is an opportunity to tell a story. I think Gears is low maintenance in that aspect and you can try it with Gears, which is why they're trying it with Gears. Because um, yeah, they, they don't, they don't, honestly with Gears, they don't, they don't lose anything. They, they, they don't opinion. have, they have nothing to lose. It's all game. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You can't. Sh- you're not. I don't think you'll be able to shrink the gears community. No. By, because then you, I feel like most people in that community probably aren't going to TBS to watch. I just. I guess. I guess my confusion is, and then we can get off this topic. I won't stay on it long. Cause I mean, they're trying. They, 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 there's a big effort to build them up, but where are you sending them? Oh, that's. True. That's all I'm saying. Like, I mean, you sending them back to Gears Five. There's a reason why they're not doing Halo. Microsoft owns Halo. Yeah. And if you notice, MLG didn't do another. Halo 5 season they went back to Halo 3 you know um where do you send them once you've built them that's all but that's it that's all I got I don't know I'm I'm unsure about a lot of things but I'm not mad at it I think um I think it's still a good idea and it's great to experiment with it I'm glad they're giving it a shot, especially for late night television. That's yeah, I th- I think it's a great look for, like you said, it's it's a great accolade for the Gears players and the orgs that are going to be associated with it's that. It's a gory game, though. How do you get that off? Late night TBS, dude. Because I get mad when I see like the Mortal Kombat stuff. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to enable fatalities. 
Like it was bloody. Don't, don't they? Don't they cut the fatalities? Like that's the, they, and don't, I hate they don't. It. Sh- they don't I show it. I hate that. I don't want to see. And I hate when I see Mortal Kombat tournaments. Like, bro, like I don't want to see a Mortal Kombat tournament. First off, especially the way that they treat Dead or Alive. I love Dead or Alive. The way they treat Dead or Alive, they make it seem like it's an NC seventeen adults only game. <laughs> it's not. It's not one goofy marketing plan, and the world has just condemned Dead or Alive, right? But yeah. then you've got Mortal Kombat, and, I, and, and shout outs to, to Ed Boone and the rest of them who are very active in the FGC. Um, but that let's let's call a spade a spade. That game has been controversial since the nineties. It's gory, yeah. it's bloody, it's a mess. That's the fun factor of it, and you're holding tournaments on public television and cutting out the fun stuff, and yeah. then expecting it to keep kind of an impact. I'm so confused by that decision. I just don't get it. I just and, don't get and, it. and the weird thing about it is, no you're, sense. you're cutting it due to parental advisory, but the whole point of it is to market to teens, young adults. First off, it's a fighting game. <laughs> you're watching two people beat each other up for no rhyme or reason. They just say, oh, I have to beat your face in. And people pay pay-per-view for that. Yeah. And humans do it in real life. Yeah. And there's blood. And yeah. kids. Blood and kids. <laughs> but DOA, nah, half a little piece of titty come out. Come on, dog. I love titties. Can I say that on a podcast? You say that. Okay, I like that more than ain't I like. I, I like that more than I like blood and guts. Ain't nobody, ain't nothing wrong with a little tit love. I think that's way more. Sa- I think a, a titty is way safer than a decapitated head. Yeah, but you got to remember that America is more afraid of death and killings and mass murder than they are sexuality. Procreation. Yeah. And sexuality and identity. For some reason, a tit is scarier than someone having a gun to someone's head or watching a fake. Fictional character yell, get over here, and then shoot a, a chain, harpoon. Yeah, yeah, harpoon out of his arm or hand. And drag him from their heart. Yeah, for him to knee you in the face, your head pop off your whole body, and then, yeah. So all of that is okay, but jiggle physics. Yeah, don't put a tit in America's face. Don't you dare put a tit in their face. You know, I gotta leave the country anyway, but that's fine. I got a girlfriend, so that's fine. What are you gonna leave the country for? No, I, I'm, I'm chilling. Oh, you're going to leave the country to see a tit? I don't have to anymore. Ha! Yeah. ha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Big topic that I want to talk about is the Sifted article. Mm-hmm. Talking about some major business changes that should occur in League, in League of Legends, but right, right. more specifically with esports as a whole. Mm-hmm. So this article covers... Uh, Jens Higgler, I hope that I'm saying his name correctly. Higgler or Heigler's, mm-hmm. not 100% sure. But he's one of the biggest investors of uh, in esports. If I'm not mistaken, he invested into G2 okay. esports organization um, and some other venture capital stuff there. But he has a thesis that he pretty much believes that Esports needs to be, uh, excuse me. Esports needs to charge for premium content over f- providing free content, and this is based off the fact that, as everyone, or I won't say everyone, most people know, esports aren't making that much money, right? right? So he thinks that we need to start paying for premium content as consumers and fans of esports over it being provided as f- uh, free, mm-hmm. and he says that. 
esports lacks profitability. His mission is to is the following. Esports businesses will change, start to charge streamers to watch showdown matches with their favorite gamers by creating premium viewing packages, much like boxing promoters charge for pay-per-view uh, fees to watch big fights. Basic free streams would remain for fans not wanting to pay. Okay. Um, I don't disagree with that. I don't agree with him. I don't disagree with him either, but there are issues with it. But Tons. get into get into why you don't necessarily disagree with it. Um, well, I first off, I've seen this model practice before. I keep bringing up FGC, but I just feel like they've been very open to being to trying to be progressive with this, and it's yeah. backfired on them. This is the reason why eight ninety five is a meme. Um, Canada Cup tried this a few few years back, and Overwatch League is doing it now, where they wanted to charge a premium to watch their finals or whatever so yeah um in order to actually in order to participate in the chat that's how they did it they they charged so it's not exactly the same but they charged eight dollars and 95 cents in order to participate and yada yada to the tournament yeah um it was a, it was a disaster but it became a meme and to this day it's a meme that's gone good and well as a lesson learned about creating premium content so it's like again i i agree i think um doing something like that is a step in the right direction for revenue growth in esports but i mean how do we build that model and when are we going to understand who our demographic is that is purchasing these stuff they're not made of money a lot of people keep for some reason thinking that esports esports kids have this thing called disposable income. Yeah, it's based it's based off the demographic that they think is esports is the uh, is a lot older. I'm not gonna say there aren't people that are older that are into esports, but they think a majority of that demographic is that older demographic. See, and this is a tough one because Fortnite frustrates me because Fortnite is a game that kind of infiltrated esports by accident. It wasn't trying to, but it ended up fitting in its place. But then I think about a model like Fortnite, and I ask myself, what makes Fortnite so impactful? The answer is, it's free. Yeah. It doesn't cost anything, so it's very accessible. Same a with lot of these, The reason why Twitch is so great and why people love Twitch is because Twitch is so accessible. The whole premise of... Twitch is to provide content for people who enjoy video games. A lot of people that I've talked to them online, I ask, I because I stream too. I ask them, why do you watch? Besides the sake of entertainment, why do you watch most streams? And a lot of them said, well, these guys are playing games that I probably won't get my hands on because I can't afford it. But I can watch the game get played for free, and then I can watch somebody that I like go through it in the pace that I would usually go through it. Yeah, and be entertained by like. If their chat is engaging or not, if the, if that's something that right, the option is there if they want it. The the reason why Twitch Prime was such a big hit was because you know maybe people gathered some money up and they can pay for a Twitch Prime subscription because they need the functions of that um, subscription to do whatever they need to do on Amazon, right? Yeah, I get my shipments, 
Maybe they live in a spot that does food. I can get food that way. Whole yeah. Foods just bought. I mean, uh, uh, Amazon just bought Whole Foods, so now you can get cheaper food at Whole Foods with Amazon Prime. Yeah, and there's so many great functions to Amazon Prime for the person that's trying to save some money in the long run that it works out. Yeah, including Twitch, where if I want to support a channel, I want to show some love or whatever, I can do that for free. Mm-hmm. So maybe in my mind. Um, Maybe they shouldn't look to charging immediately for premium content, but maybe making some kind of uh, some kind of like structure or setup to start. Yeah, where you can access the premium content with Amazon Prime, something like that. I'm just saying that because again, well then, well then again, doesn't wouldn't that money then feed into Twitch more than the actual esports awards? It's gonna do that anyway, because I mean, where the hell are they gonna broadcast their premium content? It ain't going. We keep talking about this pay-per-view platform. Yeah, that's None right. of them built that. It's they don't, gonna they go don't... freaking Nicholas like, all right, Nico Video tries this. Nico Video does this. They usually do that with SBO. Nico Video charge you wanna watch it, they charge you. Couldn't watch it unless they, unless you paid. Yeah. At work for Japan. Um, I think GOM TV tried that with StarCraft. I don't know if it worked for them or not. I'm not exactly sure. I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure they tried that as well. And that's fine. But what platform in America, at least, do they have to broadcast anything? YouTube, you gotta come on, same thing. It's all the same thing. Uh, but there is something in place that incentivizes. Like, I mean, you're gonna piss off a lot of streamers, but like, they don't. We're all competing on the same platform. Um, especially if you're the type of person to frequently do content. Yeah. Okay, we're doing content on this channel with, for these premieres. You want to participate? Pay with Twitch Prime to do it. I think that's a, I, just the best way to start. I'm not thinking that's the best. I don't think that's the best overall idea, but that's but a good a way to get started. That's yeah. a practice. For yeah. Practice. If you really want to build a model that works, that's a great place to practice. That's yeah. what I think. For real, for real. See, in my head, I was thinking. So again, I'm not. I'm not opposed to having premium content charges, right? Right, right. I don't. I don't want to pay no damn premium charge. I'll say it right out the gate. I don't know why so many people, like when I was reading the article, they were saying people were afraid to speak out against this guy because of how powerful he is, all this other he stuff. Can't, what, what can he do to you? I don't. I, don't I hate know. when people say that because they were like, oh, he's probably, what can his his impact has nothing to do with your day to day. Listen, I don't want to pay no damn fifty to sixty dollars for no damn esports pay per view. I'm not paying bullshit. that much for Ely unless it comes packaged with two games. Yeah, or some, some, some subscription based shit. It's like, gotta come with something great. Game Pass, something. I'm not for I'm not, sure. I'm not paying sixty dollars for pay per view to watch a major. I'll pay five. No. How much would you pay? I guess that's that's what I was gonna ask you. How much would you pay? Like per per day or like per event? So I'm in my mind, I'm assuming you can watch the you can watch the um shoot, that's actually a good question. Because that that Ooh. that that's the thing. How are they gonna because look they're going to manipulate the system, right? Whatever they implement, it's going to be manipulated. So it's either going to be, you have to watch per match, you have to watch per day, or you have to watch per event. Most, I hope it's per event. Most, most people will do per event because it just makes the most sense and no one's going to be like, I only want to watch one match, I only want to watch for one day. If those options are there, cool. Some people will buy into it, I just want to check this out. Or, hey, I'm only available today, I only want to watch today, I don't want to pay... $15 for watch Friday, Saturday, Sunday when I can only watch Saturday, right? Yeah. But 
if you're gonna if, if you even think about charging anyone sixty dollars for a pay per view of esports, it's not gonna work. You're gonna fail. Again, I don't know why people were afraid to say that about this guy in this article, but it's not gonna work. Now, what right could now, potentially no. work is what you said, having it be through Amazon Prime, or if someone creates something outside of Twitch mm-hmm. that has access to the broadcasting rights for these tour- to these tournaments and makes a platform where you can essentially stream maybe maybe through Twitch maybe outside of Twitch where you can then pay a subscription base and have access to whether it be a live event or VOD. Mm-hmm. So imagine having a Netflix for esports right. where if something an event is going on open up e Netflix, right? Oh, I just want to watch this live event. Boom. Click it on. But that's the thing. Esports only happens. It's not every weekend. There's going to be dead right, weekends. Yeah. And, it, and it has like the the kind of semi-dead dead off season, which is like late October to like mid-January. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's a description base. Yeah, some people will pay for it and they'll want to watch it, wake up on a Saturday and just turn on esports and watch it straight from their TV. Yeah. That could work. A subscription based thing like that. Um, the thing that's not going to work is things that people are implementing now, kind of like Overwatch League, where they have a premium pass, yeah. but all that premium pass does is give you like a little few items, maybe in game, but it lets you see player uh, perspective, like different camera angles. Like, I get why some people would pay for it, especially if you want to like study a player. Right. But why? Really they only paying for the skins. Let's be real. Yeah, but like, why would I pay five ninety nine? To just watch different players' perspectives, right? Doesn't there are other things? I'm, I can't. I don't know what uh, that package entails off the top of my head. But again, I, I agree. I don't. I would not mind paying a premium subscription, but it has to be implemented the right way. Another thing that the article uh, covers is that globally there are different. The subscription thing can't work globally because of how everyone's financial market works differently. Mm-hmm. So $5 for us, all right, cool. That's just cancel my Hulu or Netflix. I don't really use that. Mm-hmm. I'll use it on this esports subscription. But someone say in a third world country or not uh, as advanced country as like, you know, first world country or whatever. Yeah. $5 to them could be all they could eat for a day. For sure. So they now have to decide, yo, do I want to eat for the day or do I want to spend this $5 and literally watch this one esports event? Now, some people are probably going to say, like, oh, well, if they only have $5 to eat for the day, how do they have a computer? You forget their PC cafes. Like, they, people have access to computers. Fam, I used, I live in, I used to live or in on LA. Their phone. Let me give you a brick, right? I used to live in LA. A lot of homeless people out there. But they had a phone. They all have cell phones because they give them out on the streets. And there's Wi-Fi everywhere. Yeah, exactly. For sure. So, I mean, no, you can always get the viewership. But my question is, what would you pay for? In my mind, I'm thinking... What I, I, I would be okay... Personally, I would be okay with this. I don't want to pay for day one and day two in an event. I'll pay for the grand finals. I'll pay for, like, the finals day. Like, top yeah. eight, top whatever. I'll pay for that. Because that's the premier premium stuff. Like, a lot of this other stuff that happens... And I say that because a lot of the content isn't really the most compelling impactful content on day one especially yeah any event like shoot F- F- fps events like usually it's a it's a blow up 30 
two zero. Depending on what it, if you're watching like shooters, it's two zero. If you're watching fighting games, it's two zero. Sometimes three zero. Depending on what you're watching, right? Um, Counter Strike, long drawn out nothings. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. A lot of just feeling things out. I, but I want, I want, I want to watch the spectacle that is the grand finals, and I'll pay for that. Yeah. But again, I mean, I'm used to the model. I'm not. I, I hate to say it like this, but I'm used to. I'm used to a lot of things. Five dollars. I'll pay five dollars for it, and I'll pay for the finals. I'll pay for the finals day. Five dollars. I'll do that. Yeah. And I don't want pre. I don't need any extra like doohickeys or anything like that. I'll give you the five, and I'll watch that. Um, but right now, I just don't know if we have a content plan compelling enough to justify it. Yeah. When we've been getting it the way we've been getting it for so long. You know yeah. I mean? How you establish a worth now? It's doable, but how? Give us a model. And 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 the article, and what's being said amongst it is kind of conflicting because, yeah, esports has been getting things for free, right? As far as entertainment wise, but we're not the only industry where content is free for us, right? Uh, look at Instagram, for example. Like, there's so much different realms of content, fashion, makeup. Sports, like there's so many different things on like these different platforms now where yeah. you're you're just being thrown, everything's being thrown at you for free. Mm-hmm. So the biggest issue with esports is, yeah, we're used to it, but the article conflicts itself because it says, hey, these guys are used to it for free. Um, you know, it's got low monetization because of like the age mark, you know, the market, the people, the demographic that it's being marketed to. They don't have that much money. Mm-hmm. But again, you're seeing all these predictions and demographic graph, uh, yeah, demographic graphs that are showing uh, esports kids have all this money. So where it's are like, they getting that from? Just, so okay. it's if well, on one side they're saying, "Hey, you guys have all this money. We need to market to you guys so you guys can buy our products." But then at the, in the same turn of things, they're saying, "You guys are a young market who doesn't have that much money. This isn't that scalable." So maybe like that's why you guys they have to get free even things. They shouldn't be worrying so much about trying to pull money. This is a, this is what pisses me off. Do they realize that there's a ton of video games out there? And most of okay, esports, dear esports. I'm gonna write a pen and letter real quick, dear esports. <laughs> it's too oversaturated with video games as it is. Yeah. Let me walk through the list of games that are in the esports realm that are all literally trying to compete against each other to do the same thing. Fighting games. Shooters. Okay, shoot. Dang, I named like 10 games in two two bursts right there. I said fighting games. That's Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Tekken, you name it. Shooters. Call of Duty. Halo. Overwatch. Yeah, I'm putting Overwatch in there too. It's a shooter, yeah. Gears of War. Counter-Strike, League of Legends, Vainglory. You now have to throw in, on shooters, you also have to throw in every BR game. F- right. Including Fortnite. All of which have these microtransactions and all of these other things. And you want to make a business model that says esports has to charge a share for something. And then they want, okay, let's say they want to actually make the final $60. You know how many esports finals there are in a weekend, I'm talking about there's usually like 10 finals happening at the same time. Now, not everybody's going to watch the same thing, but that's a lot. And I'm the type of person where I watch a lot. I'm yeah. the guy who has monitors up. With multiple with finals With multiple up. Yeah. different genres of games up. Yeah. 
I've got one that's got Apex Legends on there, and it might be like an exhibition. Then I've got some fighting games up on the side. I love, as a fan, to just watch Counter-Strike. Sometimes people want to talk to me about, I have a girlfriend that loves Overwatch. I watch Overwatch. Yeah. I mean, Honestly, I didn't even think about what you just said, too, is a lot of these games have microtransactions, and the devs and publishers are always going to prioritize that over For making sure. you esports money. The so people, that's something I didn't even think about. The people complaining about esports money, if you notice, is in the guy that just wrote it, his damn esports orgs. Yeah. Devs don't give a shit about that. Devs, and the, that's the irony of it. The devs is like, and that's why I'm surprised a developer hasn't spoken up and says, like, huh, why do you think we give a fuck about what you, but that's probably why. They don't care. The yeah. esports orgs are saying you need to charge premiums, and the devs is like, I wish you would take money from us. Finn, you better find a different way. Well, I think... But some apart, But if you notice, some of them, and this is why I'm laughing at SKT, are partnering up mm-hmm. with the developers to get that Every, leverage. Everyone, everyone in League and everyone in Blizzard are pretty much under that umbrella. So For they, sure. They don't have to worry about making premium content so at if, the moment. So maybe his model is talking about Blizzard doing something like that, which they already do. But it makes sense for Blizzard to do that. I mean, you pay for some premium content and you might get a bundle with all of these teams and some content for this week. That's pretty dope. Yeah. And I think it justifies the cause. You you also have to, not only that, you also have to convince your players as an org or who are under your org to do multiple things, which are not stream because them streaming with your org flag is them per, uh, essentially creating free content. Now, again, he did say basic streams would be free so that maybe that doesn't count. But then what do you do in regards to all the YouTube content you're making? Yeah. That's yeah. a completely different thing outside of streaming. So, so, you know, it's funny though. Backtrack real quick. Cause I noticed this too. What people do is they let the live recordings be live recordings and then they try to make their archives the premium content. Because you can do that, right? Like yes. subs only can review and rewatch the premium content. Yeah. Here's the drawback. Nobody does that on Twitch. Exactly. Because they can just go to YouTube. And if it's a streamer, they're just like, oh, well, I missed out. I'll just catch the next stream. And YouTube doesn't have a subscription. Some people don't upload to YouTube. Like, if you want to watch it, you have to watch it on Twitch. You're like, okay, I'm bootlegging. Someone, someone's going to bootleg it and put it on YouTube, which sucks. But YouTube doesn't have a model um, or they don't have like some kind of paywall that you can put up on your channel so that people can watch your stream. That's that I know of. Unless it's like for like some special partners. But they don't have that overall. Where people can watch your stuff and then press a button, pay for it. Yeah. Or pay to access it all. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not a thing on YouTube as far as I know. So, I don't know, man. It's a good idea. And, Boy, and a, are we a long way from that. Yeah. I mean, and the big thing, too, is, again, with, like, the players, for example, like, a lot of the players are their, their own content creators. So, like, they'll have their individual vlogs. Yeah. So, if someone doesn't want to pay... For this premium content coming from an organization, the make damn high yeah, the players are just gonna go, and people are gonna be like, "Oh, well, I'm still a fan of the player. I'm still gonna go watch." I, honestly, I think what needs to happen is their esports orgs need to get together and figure out some structures on how they're gonna create some new, like, vigorating content and get some type of platform, uh, get access to whether it be Hulu, Netflix. 
make a new streaming platform mm-hmm. and provide some type of exclusive content that's unique to this platform only mm-hmm. that you can't get on YouTube, you right. can't get on Twitch, because essentially that's what premium content is. Yeah. You're paying for something that you're super, super invested in, and me being able to watch a certain player's perspective is not... Yeah, I want to see it, but I'm I'm not going to pay... No, five yeah. bucks for it no. or six, 10, 15 bucks or six, 60 bucks for me to watch one event over the weekend. Like it's just no. not going to happen No, because no. then if I do that, I'm there are too many events within esports. I can't do that every weekend. For sure. For That's sure. even if there was an event that occurred every, like you said, not only do I want to watch more than one game, but it happens every weekend. So now I got to pay for every single game. Maybe four weekends out of the year, and if that's sixty bucks, I'm not. I'm not like there's too much money. Yeah. Now you're limiting me to, and that's the thing with esports. A lot of the fan base crosses over into one or two games, yeah. or excuse me, two to three games. I shouldn't say you cross over to one a game. Crosses crosses over into two to three games. Yeah. If you ask most people who watch competitive games, they're gonna tell you at least two games that they watch, even if they're in the same genre. Yeah. It's two games that they watch. Mm-hmm. And you think if someone's going to drop $120 no. at least to watch CSGO and maybe Street Fighter no, in a weekend? I'm good. Hell no. I'm big okay with that. So, Jens, my mans. Again, I still don't know why people were afraid to even respond and say something. But people aren't going to pay for it. Like, people will pay for it. It just has to be... It has to be true premium content, something super unique and different that people want to see that they cannot get on YouTube and they cannot get on Twitch. Yeah. I don't know what that premium content would entail at this very moment for esports orgs, but it would have to be something unique that, or y'all would just have to stop putting stuff up on YouTube and hope that if you had a platform to put whatever you're putting up on YouTube Mm -hmm. and put it up on a different platform that people are going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. I think they would. I think it's just the fact that so many people are on YouTube and that it's free, it makes it easier, and it's going to be super hard for orgs and vloggers to want to move over to that platform. But if you guys are able to provide something that's completely different than what's being accessed for free now on archive websites, it'll work. So, again, we're not against it. It just it just has to be implemented the right way because, again, people aren't going to pay $60 every weekend. People are barely going to pay 5 especially for esports, and it's already hesitant when scenes are orgs are you know disbanding scenes are crashing you know getting ridiculed for having tv time like people just don't want to pay for it and and someone would rather use that five bucks for a microtransaction than they Man, would somebody would use that money for a whole video game that's true because you got in, you got indie games yeah i'm buying a game bro humble bundle is lit out in these <laughs> streets is you crazy i get like 15 of them for that same janky ass five dollars you want to charge me for the weekend you got me Fucked up. Sorry, I got a little emotional there. Nah, it's understandable. But I'm for real. Come on, dog. Listen, I'm not against premium content, but we got video games to buy, bitch. That's true. <laughs> That's just, so, let me just keep it true. being. Let me just let's just get to the chase. Sure, we would love to buy, buy content, but we would rather buy video games. Yeah. So understand that first and foremost. People forget that. Come on, dog. That's yeah. That's true. <laughs> and like you said earlier, people already want to. 
if they they already saying I can't afford the game, yeah. so I'm watching Twitch for this sole reason because I want to see the gameplay. And now you're telling me, hey, I got I got pay to watch this. I'm just gonna get the game. I'm not gonna pay to watch the game. I'm gonna go get. Damn, I gotta pay now. Well, I'd rather get the game, which I was trying to avoid. But screw it. Like, come on, dog. Come on. Yeah, I don't know. But WWE does pay per view events once in a while. Yeah, it's probably almost what like every three months, three to four months. Yeah, maybe twice a month, depending and, and, on. And you know about what it. Is. Right as soon as the next event is done, you got a lot of time to save up for it, to plan yeah. for it. It's a big spectacle. And then in the meantime, what do you get? If, well, if you have public access television, everything else for free. Hey, yo, figure that out. They Figure that out. Exactly as I was saying. You need, said it, and I'm just repeating what you said. Figure no, no, no. that out. They need to do what the NBA, the NFL, WWE, there has to be some type of network stream platform service. Yes, Solely focused on esports. That is not Twitch. I repeat, that not cannot yet. be Twitch. It cannot be Mixer. It cannot be you putting money into another entity's pockets. It has to be something solely focused to put money into the the pockets of those who are in esports. MLG solely esports. Exactly. MLG did it. Well, they're still doing it technically because OWL. People forget this too. OWL is MLG. It is MLG. It is same thing. Just yeah. Partnership between MLG and Blizzard. It is MLG. Okay. But I, I feel like because Twitch and other streaming platformers were platforms were bigger than MLG, you could literally just go to Twitch and watch it and have this damn near the same experience. It just was not on MLG. So it's like, hey, I can either pay MLG and watch on your platform or I could watch for free on Twitch. Whatever platform that you plan on showcasing this it cannot just be the game stream and then it's just a restream you know a copy of the same stream from twitch Mm -hmm. because people can just go to twitch and watch it it has to be something possibly subscription based that provides me access to the streams as well as content that i cannot access via youtube or twitch or mixer Mm -hmm. so y'all better step up on some shows Start making some super heavy documentaries and just hope that like, yo, we can kick this platform service off and we can get some type of rights to these games. Yeah. And I feel like with a lot of the games outside of like League and Overwatch, I don't think most people have, most rights aren't, you know, up for sale or sold to anyone. You can do it. Yeah. You could have an, an esports Netflix and be able to stream through it and people just watch from there. Mm-hmm. Just got to find a way to do it. Yeah. So, gents, let's talk. <laughs> let's talk, bro. Let's talk, Brody. That's funny. But, uh, yeah, that's all. That's all I got. That's all I wanted to cover. That's a lot. Damn. Think about it. Jeez. A lot of people trying to... If you notice, I, I just noticed a, uh, like a common theme with all of this stuff, man. A lot of people just throwing money around right now. Yeah. Finding ways. But this does go to a point that I've been saying to you for a long time in regards to like, this is like esports is in its infancy and a lot of people are just BSing around because there's no solid model built right now. Yeah. So people are just screwing around. Hopefully people realize this and stop. But... I can't really talk because I got paid from it for a long time, so I can't say nothing. But I mean, I hope they get it together. I, I don't hate esports. 
it won't it won't it won't be until it crumbles on top of itself and then there has to be some type of rebuild if people want it to be rebuilt oh like the like the bubble of video games i like i need we need to i would love i hate to say this but i would love an esports crash yeah i'd love it right now just because it would cause a a major reset but that could possibly be needed i want it just because then the protocol comes and then yeah. we really started to get get to the big money. I want it to happen. So I want to have kids soon. And I want my generation to be available to like participate in that. Yeah. It's going to take a lot of time. So like, yo, crash now, please. I'm going to have some kids soon. Like, crash now. So I get like, you know what I'm saying? Like, get them on board. We can get that big, big money. Because I, I would love to have them in the esports room. Or until, like uh, Brett, I said on Twitter, until right now, it, it's damn near impossible to have any type of esports federation or association because devs and publishers own the rights to their game. Yeah. So until there are more developers and publishers that do things like Riot and Blizzard are currently doing, there will be individual federations and associations the same way that we have the NBA, NHL, NFL, like with each individual game, there could be a federation or association to help manage players and things like that and regulate the scene. Yeah. But it would be game. It would be by a a game by game basis. And again, the publishers and the developers would have to have some type of say in it because you cannot maneuver within esports without having that say. Because again, they own it. Right. If if honestly, if a publisher wanted to come out right now and say. Like if EA wanted to come out and say, "Yo, y'all, y'all can't stream Apex no more." Like events, tournament wise, like y'all cannot be streaming, having these uh, sponsors and organizers making money from them, and having a prize pool and people playing. Like, yeah. nah, we own the rights, and as soon as you do this, we're coming for you. We're suing. Right. To prevent that, the the publisher has to be in on it, and that's until we see that, then that's when we'll get like associations and federations within each individual uh, game the iteration of those games and those scenes for but real, for real. i feel like and, and maybe a crash would do that maybe i think it a would, crash no, would happen real. and yeah. then the esports orgs would be like we need to talk to the publishers and be like hey how can we get you guys to back the scene and what we're trying to create and pr- essentially promote your games well, well actually i was gonna say how do you do it and not because the problem right now is like some of these companies is doing it to advertise the game yeah, that sounds weird when I say it like that because like NBA does it to advertise basketball because but, but that basketball is their product like they want they're not I don't know it's like weird because like I guess because you know devs are trying to sell copies of the games yeah um, NBA is not trying to sell basketballs they're trying to sell basketball tickets so you can watch more of their games yeah and yeah merchandise so you can support and celebrate their game um. I want to see a business model where companies want to, I guess, more like Overwatch, which is they're trying to be the the, um, the pioneers of this, where they support selling tickets to their game. Yeah, I don't know. It's I, we. I don't have any of the answers. I wish I did, but if I did, I'd be filthy rich right now. Um, no, you no, wouldn't. I want to hear more. You wouldn't be rich. You want to know why? Why? Because no one will listen. They wouldn't believe you because they would think whatever you're saying is crazy oh, and idiotic. I wouldn't care. I would just do it. I never care what people think. No, it's not, I would just it's not do about, it. It's not about them caring. Yeah. It's literally having that support system and backing. So until True. the scene crashed, then people would be like, oh shit, what he was saying was right. Mm-hmm. This is the way to do it. 
This is how I implement it. But right now, it's a fuck that. I'm trying to get paid. Someone's looking to invest in me. All right, give me that money. That's what's happening with Overwatch. So hopefully you guys realize that. Then that and Overwatch will be the end all, I think. And I mean that in a good way. Like Overwatch is doing the scary thing. Yeah. And they're not saying it, but boy, are they in pain from doing it. It's hurting them. It's not. You think it's this? Oh no, they're in pain. Um, it's gonna be a big hit. They're gonna take. It's gonna be a scary one, a frightening one. It's, it's gonna scare a lot of people. A lot of money away. And not to mention they're doing it for uh, Call of Duty as well. Mm-hmm. So Call of Duty is a hostage in this. <laughs> yeah. They're being dragged along with this and they don't have a choice because they connected with Blizzard. But um, this is necessary because then we do get to develop that protocol and go from there. I need it. We need it. Esports need it, needs it to get to the next phase. It's called growing pains. I want it. That's all I got. All right, guys, and uh, with that, that was episode 10 of Till Good Game Do Us Part. I love you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. you. And until Good Game Do Us Part, I'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Peace out!